Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I am your host, Bill Janice, and today I am joined by a really wonderful and fabulous talent. He is the founder and creator of BreatheHeavy.com. He's a brilliant artist, entrepreneur. He's been featured in Vanity Fair, Billboard, the New York Times, uh, Paper Magazine. I mean, you name it. Uh, So it's a really a big honor to have him today on the Hey Girl podcast. Please welcome Jordan Miller. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's going on? Yes. Just wanted to say I appreciate you having me and excited to chat with you. Um, we've known each other for a number of years, and so it's really awesome to connect in this way. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, g- girl, me too. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, we have. How long has it been? I mean, we've known each other for like 15 years. Yeah, I think. we've known each other a long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is cool to it's cool to be able to kind of work together in this capacity and, um, you know, see you through kind of a different lens. Oh, it's thank you. very interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I know I told you offline, but I've I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. So I'm I'm excited. So let's dive Thanks. Right in. Okay. <laughs> so you are from. You are a Las Vegas native. You are a true yes. Las Vegas. Do we say Las Vegas? Is that yeah. What we say? yeah, yeah. I'm from Vegas. I grew up here. I love the city. I mean, currently we're recording this in my apartment, which is you know a good 30, 35 minutes away from the Strip, which is where everyone thinks everyone you know lives. Lives. Yeah, they all think we live on the Strip. <laughs> yeah, <right>? um, <laughs> I did at one point though. For a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm on the outskirts near some mountains and. Um, I just genuinely love the city and it's really awesome to just have grown up here and to be part of kind of the music industry, so to speak, um, and have all these artists come through and perform the residencies and having Brittany been here for a number of years was a crazy coincidence. So yeah, it's been really interesting and really awesome to be from here. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So no, wait, do you, what's your family like? Do you have brothers and sisters? Like, does your family still live here? Yeah, I got what's, a, I what's, got, the, what's the tea? <laughs> the tea, yeah. I got uh, an older brother. Uh, he lives in Syracuse, New York, with his wife and and son Milo, and my parents are actually still living here, nice. and so they're not too far from here. So yeah, I see them probably once a week, and super close to them, love them. They're some of the most amazing people. Yeah, I love it. No, and I do love this area. I was telling you when when I was we were coming up the stairs here. I was like, I no no shade to Vegas. I mean, I've lived here for sixteen years, but yeah. it is nice to not. To be a little detached from the the hectic pace mm-hmm. of the strip twenty four seven. It's oh. nice to you're 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 close enough to it, yeah. but you're far enough away from it too. Right? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Like for me personally, I love to be able to have some space and have some clarity. And I think that the strip and the nightlife scene can really kind of gobble you up pretty quick. It's really um. peaceful here too. Like I'm <laughs> loving the. I mean, I'm you guys. I mean, I'm sitting in his his living room and the energy is so calm. <laughs> Good. Because I don't know if you know, I'm not a calm person by nature. Same. <laughs> I have to work at being calm. Yeah. I, I work at it, but I always fail. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's definitely a practice to try to like. I mean, I even have like a. You, obviously, you guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but there's like a beach <laughs> scenescape on it. my television, just kind of chilling because yeah, it's important to me to try to have as much calmness and clarity in my life because I think inherently with what I do um, and just the amount of work I take on 
every day. I mean, it's Saturday and I worked some this morning after before and after my workout. Um, and so I just have a lot of energy and I have to like figure out how to channel it and trying to, you know, meditate and be calm and journal and do all these things like are like hard for me. It's no, I get that. Yeah. And I 100% can understand and empathize because I'm the same way. A lot of people when they talk about doing some of those things like you said journaling or meditating and they talk about it being such a calming thing which mm-hmm. it's meant to be yeah but for me it, it feels like a chore sometimes yeah so yeah I know. in order to get to that calm place yes yeah, yeah for me t- exactly the same once i start either meditating or journaling i feel a million times better but the thought of doing it is like i don't want to do it i want to go and chill and watch netflix like i don't want to like be with my own thoughts (laughs) i don't i don't want to be like i like (laughs) i don't want to hear what i have to say right now yeah (laughs) sometimes that sometimes i think people don't give themselves the opportunity to have space and to have calmness because they don't want to sit with their own thoughts you know, because you're going to come up with something that you may not like and you have to face. And that happens to me more than I care to admit. Um, but it's it's a little bit of a practice. It's a skill. And yeah. uh, I just try to lean into it, honestly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Breathe Heavy. You okay. started Breathe Heavy mm-hmm. uh, when you were 15. Uh-huh. So for 16 years, you've yeah. been doing this amazing mm-hmm. job with mm-hmm. this online community that you've built and grown um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I want you to talk about, okay. <laughs> about about it. But I mean, this is this is really really admirable that you, you, especially when you think about oh. you know the age you were when you started it uh-huh. and how you've nurtured it, let it grow, and how it's e- evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you tell? I mean, everybody knows what is it what it is. But in case they don't, why don't oh. you tell us what Breathe Heavy is? <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so Breathe Heavy is currently a pop music news slash Britney Spears community. And I started it in 2004 when I was, so I launched it in 2004 when I was a sophomore in high school. And I actually purchased it, the domain name, a year prior to launching because I had to figure out at 14, how do you do a website? Yeah, because when we were younger, it was, I mean, people probably don't, younger kids don't realize now that we had, you had to code. Yeah. Like now there's so many, it's so accessible to build out a website because there's templates online. Yes. You had to, you didn't have that luxury. Yeah, no, there is no, there was no Squarespace back then. Right. <laughs> like it was, it was coding, it was HTML, it was like learning PHP and CSS yeah. and like how to also like create a header and just the graphics and it was to try to get the graphics centered. Yes, or exactly. Yeah, there's like oh, like if like, I put a maybe if I put an extra couple of spaces yes, in this code, it'll move it. Yes, over. it was. It was so tedious, but honestly, I was just very determined to like have a Britney Spears fan site at that point. Like, I just thought I want to have a Britney Spears website. I don't know why I did, but I just did. And I made it happen and I wanted it to be the number one Britney Spears fan site at that time. And I had a mission and in my opinion, I think I accomplished it way back when. And so I thought of the name Breathe Heavy from a remix Britney did with Pharrell where she's, you know literally breathing heavy (laughs) and i was like that's such a like such a fierce you know part of the remix and i knew i didn't want her name in the domain name in case something you know i I wanted to kind of shift in the future but um and and though breathe heavy has shifted over the years it did yeah because you opened it up to not just a britney site yeah it's more it's all music in pop culture yeah it's definitely it's still britney focused britney dominates the news on breathe heavy because (laughs) well definitely lately at least yeah especially, especially lately but you know, so in 2014, that was the 10 year anniversary. And on that day of the 10th anniversary, I announced 
I'm going to evolve Breathe Heavy, so to speak, and also include pop music news coverage. And I got a lot of hate about that because it was like, you're turning your back on Britney. And, and if anything, I felt like there was more Britney news being included. Um, but I also wanted to kind of challenge myself in a different way. And it was hard to explain to people um, that that kind of part of you know what I wanted. So anyway, so I, I got a lot of pushback. But I think over the years, people have appreciated now that they can go to Breathe Heavy. And it's now 100% a community. It's not just my WordPress posts. And then there's a forum just chilling in the background. It's like the forum and the community is the focal point, which is one of the best changes. It is the best change for Breathe Heavy ever. Um, And what I mean by that is in 2020, I essentially got burnt out. I was like, I just, I could not write any more news. And I just couldn't. I was doing, you know, 10 stories minimum per day, basically seven days a week. And I, that's not sustainable. No, definitely you know, not. like we, we were just talking about like, you need calmness and clarity and all that. I was not giving myself the space, the space to, to, to relax. Yeah. I just always felt like I had to bring my computer everywhere. And so anyway, I was like, I need to make a change. And that change was getting rid of WordPress. Um, WordPress is like a way you can post news. And a hundred percent of the focus was now on the forums and just kind of seeing what would happen. Initially, I lost traffic. I, you know, saw a decline in like revenue and I just didn't care. I was like, I just know that what I was doing, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and so, and I'm so grateful for that decision because now Breathe Heavy's receiving the most amount of traffic it's ever had. And it's, you know, it's going to be 18 years old next year, actually. I mean, it's something like 300,000 people per month on average. Lately, it's been closer to a million. (laughs) Oh, girl. Okay. My analytics are off. No, I I did recently, I think a couple, maybe like last year or something mentioned that 300K figure, but it's just changed. It's just, and, and that doesn't even include like Facebook, for example, this mm-hmm. month, there was all like, the other, all the additional engagement. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, Facebook, there was like 7 million people that saw, you know, basically it's called reach. There were 7 million people that these posts were reaching on Facebook. Instagram was like 500,000. Twitter has been gaining the most amount of followers out of all the platforms actually recently because I've just stopped focusing on like, I have to write to be able to make ends meet because Breathe Heavy was at for many years my full-time job so okay first i want to ask you though also why britney why Mm -hmm. i mean obviously we're all fans but Mm -hmm. what is it about britney that for you at 15 years old was like i you know that you had this level of admiration um and uh felt probably some sort of connection to her in some way that you decided to dedicate your your work to it What, Mm -hmm. what is it about britney specific yeah that's a great question it's so funny it's I get this question a lot and I have yet to come up with an answer that I think is satisfying <laughs> because it really is like as cliche as it sounds like she does have this X factor. Like sure. I think we can all agree that there's something about her that's alluring and there's just she's multifaceted, you know, so yeah. she's like this pop star who started out with this like, you know, innocent esque image, but then she also wasn't, you know, literally not that innocent um and so it was just alluring mm-hmm. and i think there's something about you know at, at the time when i was a kid and she came out i had not to make a pun but i had not come out obviously i was a kid and didn't know you know myself and so i think there's something about gay men that are attracted to these like 
larger than life female pop stars. Um, like I feel like every gay guy has like their queen. I mean, you know, well, I don't know if you know, but my, <laughs> I feel like everybody knows uh-huh. my, the way you feel about Britney is yeah. how I feel about Cher. I'm a yeah. little older than you, so I have, <laughs> I have one of the older queens. Yeah. I'm not as old as as the queens that are into like uh, like Judy or Barbara, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> but I'm in there with Cher. Yeah, no, I, I mean that's the thing. It's like it's so these women are like they and Janet and love Janet. I just was talking about Janet Jackson today. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there, there's just something larger than life about them. And yeah. there's some, I feel like there's just some way we can like relate to them, these women. Yeah. Like, we're in touch with like our feminine side and we want to be like empowered, like how these pop stars come off. Right. And so I think like in hindsight as a kid, it's like you're trying, you're searching for that some in some way. So it was like the perfect storm of that. Plus, I just ha- I have always had an immense amount of energy and has to be channeled or my life will implode, basically. And so that was a way to, for me to channel energy. I was a gymnast growing up, so I was just I knew what it was like to be dedicated to something. And so I think it was like all those things combined. And I l- I've always loved music. And so there was something about her that I just was attracted to and was like, she's just fierce. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love that. Well, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I agree. And I mean, it's funny though, because I I feel, yes, there is that connection. Mm-hmm. We, like, as you said, especially as gay men. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm well, more than just gay men, but yeah. we'll talk about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's, it's generally speaking. Right, 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 know? right. Um, and for me, I mean, I know everybody's probably a little different. For me, I don't necessarily want to be Cher. I just yeah. want to be friends with her. Yeah, <laughs> 100% same boat. Like, I just, I want to, with Britney, it's become, like, there's a lot of layers. <laughs> because yeah. the the history of Breathe Heavy and just the amount of work that's gone into it, it's like a little bit of a complex, quote-unquote, relationship. Because it's 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 one-sided. Kind of. It's kind of one-sided. And I say that because, you know, I'm not in touch with her, obviously. But she's in recent, you know, times have has mul- on multiple occasions been acknowledging the Free Britney movement and everything. And I would like to think I am part of this, you know, the fabric of Free Britney. Absolutely. So, well, wait, well, first, we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, because you have had the pleasure of, mm-hmm. of meeting her a yeah. couple times. Uh-huh. Um, I actually specifically remember when you were on stage with her at Peace mm-hmm. With Me. Mm-hmm. Um. What can you tell the audience? I mean, I'm sure it's all positive, but like what what is the overall sentiment when you when you actually get one-on-one time with her? I mean, so the first time I met her was here in Vegas and it was the night before her VMA's performance. Um the, in 2007, the infamous Give Me More performance. Yes. And at the time, I was 19 years old and just like kind of bewildered that I was even <laughs> in that setup, you know, sure. in that setting where I'm like with her and her friends in How uh, did that come to fruition? It came initially came about because Brittany was reading Breathe Heavy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, you know, you gotta remember at 2007, this is like peak tabloid culture, peak sure. paparazzi culture. Like, real and, reality TV culture, yes, everything. Yeah. yeah. And Breathe Heavy, fortunately was a place of positivity and yeah there were people who were toxic and i wasn't on top of moderation in the way that i am now but i was also a kid literally and you were learning and i was learning yeah 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 and so that's kind of how that came about and so that night was just kind of surreal and i wish i talked to her more because but i was just 
I was scared. <laughs> I was like, oh my I, I God, where am I? That. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember that night we were like, I remember thinking like, I'm standing next to Britney Spears and Paris Hilton right now. Like this was <laughs> like the craziest thing. Like I, I wish I could top that moment, um, but I have never, I have yet to. Um, and then when I saw, when I was on stage with her and uh, for Peace of Me, um, that was a weird experience not because I was on stage with her. That was obviously amazing. She was like walking me like a dog and spanking me like, you know, part of the show. Right, 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 right. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's part of the, right. like the gag of the show. <laughs> um, but just leading up to it, you know, I recently kind of opened up about the experience going into that where her security was like, don't look at her in the eyes. Don't do anything that's going to make headlines. We know you run that blog is what, oh, what he had okay. said. And I was like, I, f- I always, the reason why that, stuck with me and why that bothered me is because i've always tried to kind of run from this perception of being this quote-unquote like rabid crazy fan like right. i don't want to be perceived as someone who's gonna like run on stage and like scare her and like i always try to be as professional as possible so when i encounter scenarios like that where i'm like i'm like placed in some sort of box it just like doesn't sit well with me well, also, I mean, the the website itself is it, it's, it celebrates her. Yes. So it's not like you're trolling her uh-huh. anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I can understand what you're saying. Hundred percent agree. I think that even still to this day, people are like, "There's just so many hateful people on Breathe Heavy," and I'm like, "Where? Like, show me. Like, yeah, you're gonna get your. It's the internet. You're going to get." all kinds of people commenting, but like the overwhelming majority of people who are participating on Breathe Heavy on Instagram, so on social media, on Breathe Heavy itself, they're rooting for her and they they love her. And so I don't understand this notion of like, you know, it's like I think Breathe Heavy has a is perceived way different now than ever. I think for many years, for basically 16 years, 15, 16 years, it was like this place is weird. It's like hyper focused on Britney and blah 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 blah. And it's still kind of like that, but it's it's I think there's a a respect for Breathe Heavy now that I've never experienced. This is like kind of new for me and I'm so grateful. I, I honestly think about it every single day. Like I'm just very grateful that people, in my opinion, see Breathe Heavy as like this place of th- that like what you said, celebrates her. Has there ever been, I mean, I'm sure, again, as you said, it's the, the internet. So I'm sure there's always, there's always negative feedback that comes with the positive. Yeah. Obviously, there's more positive here. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, with, with this, have you ever encountered people uh, accusing you of being some sort of crazy fan or stalker oh, or yeah. anything <laughs> in that realm? Which you're clearly not, but I'm just, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've literally heard it all. Like, people have wished for me to die to have, have like, like that AIDS, like no um that they're gonna even recently like k fed's brother or something was like like i'm gonna show up and like basically kind of threatened me and it was like kind of scary and i'm like do i need to like you know i just it, britney's this whole world this whole like the universe of britney spears is like <laughs> it's a little hard to navigate okay and when you're dealing with fame and you're dealing with literally millions if not hundreds of millions of dollars and you're dealing with people who are at this point being backed into a corner sure. and be getting desperate sure like their livelihood depends on her and 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 i get the parallel that in some way mine does a little bit too like you know breathe heavy has ads on it and so that whole notion doesn't like i'm not blind to it but if breathe heavy if everyone disappeared from breathe heavy and it just there was zero traffic and zero zero money or whatever 
but Britney's living her best life and like free from all this. Like I honestly welcome that. It's it's that's where I'm at. Like I have a full time job now, so I don't depend on breathe heavy like how I used to, and that is a huge peace of mind for me. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, like yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it all like crazy. I'm just a piece of you know pos <laughs> girl. Um, well, you know, let your haters be your motivator. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like, and you know, to talk about to just to touch on the whole haters thing, like haters gonna hate. I get it, but I don't think it's talked about enough where it's like a hateful comment like it's easy just to say like let to let it roll off your back like and i easier agree said than done. easier we said than this. done come on yeah. yes like those like, i get tons. it hurts it does, it does hurt yes. I, i'll say it I, yeah. it hurts yes. i i take it personal when people say things about me or my work because yes. i'm so passionate about my work so yeah I, i'll say it yes it hurts yeah it's like i'm not a robot <laughs> like right. I, I can try my best to under like logically understand like yes i get that you're this person's like a hater and they're anonymous and they're never gonna say this to my face but do you think you make an effort to see their perspective i go i really try to go the extra mile and be kind and when someone says something awful to me i never am awful back you don't hit back no okay. i'm never awful back i don't fight back like and that's actually to my detriment that's actually something i i kind of am working on is like trying to have more of a line in the sand and sticking up for myself like clear boundaries with, yeah, yeah because well, there's but yeah but i i think that there's ways to do that without hitting back yeah. quote unquote hitting back yeah and you'll find that balance i, I I'm, sh- I'm sure yeah i'm like i'm a firm believer in like someone who's gonna say something toxic is like no pun intended. <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the Britney puns to come. And they're gonna I've, roll I've, out. I've it's it's kind there. of sad, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyone who says something kind of just like you know negative and icky, like it really is a reflection on themselves. And I recognize that, but it's still like at the end of the day, like it still stings. I want people to like me as much as like I hate to admit that. Like I want people just to recognize like that I'm you know a good person, and I recognize that. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I know that and I can go to sleep at night with that. But it's like, it's nice to have other people be like, got you. I feel you. You're, you're doing good. That in the they world. understand that your intentions are noble. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Billboard credits you for starting mm. the Free Britney movement. Uh-huh. And how do you feel about that? Um, you know. I so- think I, I'm agreeing. <laughs> if my opinion matters. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does matter to me. Um. I selfishly love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) You know, um, I'm in an interesting place when it comes to Free Britney. I feel like I, I'm not really, I don't feel the freedom to claim that, to take that kind of title. Why not? Uh, I I recognize that it's a team effort and I really try to be a team player in, in every area of my life and including Free Britney. And, I recognize that there has been a lot of moving parts to get Free Britney to where it's at. It wasn't just me, but I do I do feel in some ways that along the way this is my perception and I could be completely wrong, but it feels like sometimes places try to kind of cut Breathe Heavy out of the equation in some way. And I don't in my heart, I'm like, that's not right. Like, if you're going to try to paint the picture of what Free Britney is, you got to include the first 10 years as well. And not just the the last three years when it really picked up momentum um, following, you know, the her mental health facility stay and all that. And 
And so I am a little sensitive to it. I just want people, you know, and I've actually been working through this with a life coach. Um, and obviously this life coach um, journey is not just solely about Free Britney, but it is one aspect where I'm like, why do I want this kind of like validation from others? And to recognize like, I know for people who are listening, like Free Britney, in my opinion, did have its origin. I agree with Billboard. It was written, the term Free Britney on many posts on Breathe Heavy. That you wrote. In 2009 yes. <laughs> that I wrote over and over. And and it was in terms through the lens of fighting this conservatorship. Right. It wasn't like I randomly was talking about free Britney. It was like, Britney's in a conservatorship. I think this is an unjust thing that's happening to her. I felt like for many years, I'm kind of screaming into the wind. And then it, it started gaining. Gaining. It got legs. It got legs over the years and then really started running. What yeah, in 2019. It, what was it specifically? And I, I mean, and I think I, I know you've answered this question before, but um, mm-hmm. so bear with me. Okay. But what, if you can, I, I'm sure it was a couple different things, but what specifically triggered you as mm-hmm. a fan that's, that knew something was off? I... To, to start really, I know it was probably, yeah. you probably organically through your, just through your natural reporting and yeah. your natural following her through her career. Yeah. You noticed some things that were off. Yes. But was there, was there a, a, a like a, a specific moment that you were like, wait a minute, no. Was it the cell phone? Uh, so there's a, there was a lot actually. It was kind of like putting a bunch of pebbles into a basket and then it got really heavy before I realized like, this is totally corrupt. And it, that happened early on, like. So the conservatorship was put in place in 2008 and an early, so January, 2008 conservatorship was put in place. Basically in January, 2008, I'm like, this, this is weird. But at that point I was like, it was brand new. What did I know? I don't know. I'm, I'm have not spoken with her doctors, blah, blah, blah. All I knew was like, this just seems super weird for this like mega pop star who's done all these things to be like locked in this thing. And when there was reports that her dad was basically or had taken over and was receiving at one point ten thousand dollars a month, I snapped when it the real Free Britney like campaign and all the momentum behind my post started when her dad I think got this raise from ten k to sixteen k a month. I was like, this is ridiculous, and apparently he took her cell phone away and just all this abusive control, which we all know now years later like was actually one hundred percent true, allegedly. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I'm gonna take a minute on that sentence. I love that that was 100% true, allegedly. Well, I'm throwing in the allegedly because <laughs> no, I, I, I get cease and desist more frequently than people know. I, no, I, I get it. I, I thought it yeah, was it's, I know the irony behind it, and it's ridiculous, but it's like I gotta play this like little game um, because people, places try to sue me. <laughs> like, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about when uh, when you had to shut the site down. Tell mm-hmm. tell us what that. W- tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, that was so heartbreaking. I can only imagine. Yeah, so like I'm 20 years old, you know, which is not a kid, but you're, you're basically a kid. a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I was speaking out against this conservatorship, hardcore, and her dad threatened threatened me he called me and he called me because at one point i was unofficially working on britneyspears.com when they were trying to revamp it and relaunch it and it's always been a dream of mine to like work for her in an official capacity even to this day which i have no idea how that would work logistically with breathe heavy and doing that i mean that it's a whole nother podcast (laughs) (laughs) but and i will be here for it (laughs) yeah don't you worry yeah don't you worry i want an exclusive when that (laughs) happens okay (laughs) i hope it does um but Anyway, long story short, yes, her dad tried to basically silence me and Breathe Heavy 
has always had some influence in Britney's career, in my opinion. And especially then, they wanted to control everything about her. And they couldn't control Breathe Heavy. They didn't own it. So they just tried to use their immense influence and money and power to threaten to sue me. And, you know, her dad calls me and and says, I'm going to destroy you. And, you know, I burst into tears. And it was just like scary because he has the means to do it. He can actually do it. And then I get an email from her lawyers. And keep in mind, he's Britney's conservator at this point. And he can act, he can use, he can tap into her resources. So he has access now to millions of dollars. And from what I've been told over the years from people, you know, close to her that she knew about it going on was like, why is my dad trying to sue a fan? Like, this is so like, you know, and it's just not a good look, you know? And, um, so, yeah. What was that? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but what I'm trying to under, cause I, I don't. I'm not a lawyer. I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> you know yeah. So I can only imagine. But so was there a lawsuit or what? How, where did we? How did it unfold? Yeah. So they there threat- was threatened. Yeah, they, yeah. So they emailed me. We're like, you have to shut Breathe Heavy down. But on what premise? So they used copyright. Got as okay, their, got their, that's the piece of info. Yeah. So yeah. that's what they used as like their tool to like kind of make it a legal thing. They said I have lyrics of her songs on my website. And so I basically, you know, I'm infringing on these lyrics that I don't own, obviously. And so I have 24 hours to shut my site down. So I wrote a letter because I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? So I wrote a letter to my readers. I shut it down. And then I think just like maybe it was like two days later, I was like just devastated. So heartbroken. Understandably so. At this point, I've had Breathe Heavy running for five years. And I'm like, this is and still to this day, it's like it's my passion. Like I refuse. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just refuse. So I opened it back up and just kept it moving. And fortunately, they didn't follow up. You know, I went on, a, I kind of went on like a little press tour, like talking with E! News and people sure. and just telling them like, this is what's going on. Like, it's right. very much like a David and Goliath situation. Yeah. And which is smart because it, it it's not it's a good not look. It's not a cute look. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, a pretty you're color. Trying, on you're suing someone who cares for Britney. Right. And it cares for her well-being as a person who, you know, I, here I am thinking like, She's able to record music, raise her kids, go on tour, blah, 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 blah. And yet she's deemed by the court so incapacitated that she can't make a decision for herself to even be allowed to hire her own lawyer, which she tried to do on multiple occasions. Like this, that is some BS. And I couldn't let it go. <laughs> I never let it go all these years. And there's, I get a little bit of criticism over the, from over the years of like, you know, at one point you, you stopped, you know, kind of talking about it, whatever. And it's like, I remember like in 2016, I'm like, I, she's like, her body's insanely fit. She's doing these interviews where she sounds super clear headed and just like together. And she, her performances are amazing at peace of me and billboard and all these things. Maybe, you know, maybe she is comfortable and satisfied with this situation, but I, I truly never fully believed that. But you can only you only you only know what you know, and I just always knew that this was like a weird situation. So whenever I would report about the conservatorship, and especially in like 2016, I did it through this like skeptical lens. But I was like, this is what's going on. <sighs> like maybe she, you know, maybe she's just accepted this situation just to be able to cope. How am I supposed to know what's going on? And so I get criticism for that, and I don't personally feel like that's super fair. 
but I understand where people are coming from. Like I didn't have the same energy that I have now, but nobody did. And I don't think many people were even speaking about about it i was still kind of this like lone ranger in many ways like you said you said shouting at the wind yeah whatever. yeah I yeah. Get that. yeah i feel like for a and long you just couldn't let it go and i love yeah, that and yeah here we are <laughs> yeah i was pretty really pretty stubborn about it because it's yeah. like i think everyone listening can relate like if you feel like something in your heart is wrong you're never gonna let it go you're just not it's just like in your soul you're like can't why should you and that's one of the biggest lessons i've learned in all of this is like to kind of go with your gut and I know that sounds obvious, but it's not. There's so many things I think in life where you know, you know what's up and you will do everything to run from that and to make an excuse or to blind yourself from it. And in hindsight, you're like, I knew the entire time and you just didn't want to either, you know, roll with it or whatever. So in terms of free Britney, I was like, I always knew this was wrong. And this is, and I always was trying to be public and like forward about it i didn't want to hide hide this um and to see where it's at now it's like it's i feel like i'm like how am i how was that the same person like i look right. at my younger self I'm like that so crazy that, that was actually me yeah yeah this yeah. person doing this <laughs> so what tell me about the um where we are now like in, mm-hmm. and the in, in the most recent weeks and um what this experience has been like, I know you've traveled, I know you've been part of the mm-hmm. the protests and the rallies and at everything. So yeah. can you kind of tell me more about those experiences to get to where we are today? Yeah. So, so currently uh, it's October, 2021. And in September, there was a court hearing that I went to. It was my first one actually going, I actually had not ever gone to a rally before because I just kind of struggle with social anxiety and scared me to go because I anticipated people would come up to me and I didn't want to have any confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, at one rally, there was a, one of Britney's former makeup artists and he like had a megaphone was like, breathe heavy is just a terrible place. And just, you know, screaming into the crowd. And I was like, hurt by that. And I didn't want to deal. I didn't want that to happen. If I went, sure. I didn't want to like, I get that. Yeah. So anyway, but I did go September 29th. And it was the most amazing experience. Yeah, tell me. It was just so powerful to be around people, A, who like love Britney too. Like they're just like rooting for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a celebratory thing. And I had so many people coming up to me, which originally I was fearful of, but all of the commentary I got was like, Breathe Heavy's been in my life for 15, 16 years. I've been reading Breathe Heavy since I was a kid. I was able to make friends who were you know gay but, and be able to make these connections before i could have the strength to come out to my family like things that's that, wonderful like, like what how rewarding to, yes to hear that yes it was very like it made me feel like there's not many times in life i think people get this kind of feeling of like it was worth it like yeah. all of the hard work the just thousands literally of hours that has gone into making breathe heavy function and stay afloat and thrive actually um it's like it wasn't for nothing and it helped in my opinion it helped britney and i like that's a very special thing in my heart that i don't take for granted that i think about every single day that i'm like i think i helped people um just to give them a place to go to for a little bit to just like escape their day to day and even though breathe heavy has its own things that are stressful for me that go on like i don't want to i don't want people to see me sweat I want people to just like have this kind of 
you know, time in their day to just like read up on their fave and just enjoy and celebrate Britney and pop music and all that. Um, what did you think of the Netflix documentary? Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little biased. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course. But I guess, uh, I guess maybe a, a better way to word that question would be, uh, when you watched it, yeah. was there anything, uh, inaccurate or was there anything new that you that you even were like oh i didn't know that yeah i doubt I, because you you're pretty well versed in your work well, in your work I, but yeah i am well versed but there were things that i didn't know um for instance jenny Ellisku, um she's a writer and she writes for rolling stone among other many other places and i didn't know her experience of like her trying to help britney and meeting with britney yeah. secretly uh, right, and, right, right, and right. all that and i've actually have not spoken about this which is not like some big scoop or exclusive but i just i haven't had the means to do it preface it like that well we i know could, I'm, like we really, could say it's a bit. I'm really setting it up here but when i but when when jenny wrote <laughs> i it, it, to me to me this is a big deal when i was when i was i think 18 years old i i was in touch with jenny she was writing a piece about britney for rolling stone and i was in touch with her during the making of this interview helping her with background and it was like i was behind the scenes i wasn't you know gonna be mentioned in the interview or anything i just she knew about breathe heavy and just you know wanted to talk and we conversed and i you know as a kid had another childhood dream of like to write for rolling stone so i had you know asked her after her interview came out like can i essentially can you help me get a job at rolling stone basically yeah. And she, I remember her being like, she, she did me a solid. She essentially was like, she sent me a writing, which I did. And she was like, you're not where you need to be yet. Like you have a long ways to go kind of is how she kind of put it. But she said it respectfully and kind. That's I, I would appreciate that for sure. I, at the time. And I, I remember, I mean, the, it's not probably not the, it's not the response you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I remember thinking like, damn. But at the same time, like the way she said it, it was encouraging. It, I'm sure it made sense to me. I was like, she's right. Like I'm, I still have a long way to go. And that, that, that email that she had sent me, that reply always stuck with me because it, it was motivating. It drove me to want to then graduate from UNLV with journalism and media studies and continue writing and, and just write, 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 write. Sure. And, and I did. Yeah. And I do feel like, you know, now I'm 33 years old and I do think my writing still has a long ways to go and it'll always be like that. But I look at some of the stuff I write now. I'm like, I'm, I give myself a little pat on the back. Yeah, like, I'm you, like, you should. I, it's, it's just, I've come a long way. There's been a journey. Well, I love, I, I get that. And I, I love that this, uh, that she, she obviously took the time mm-hmm. to read what you sent mm-hmm. to, to, and then also send you the critique mm-hmm. in the most respectful way i yeah. mean that and we know in in these industries it, to get anybody's attention or have anybody's ear for an amount of time mm-hmm. uh, at that level is is not something everybody can do so yeah. that alone is something to be proud of mm-hmm. you know so I yeah. get, and again i know this was a while ago and you've definitely grown since then you're writing i think you're writing something i'm a fan Aww. so so i'm just saying I'm, I'm saying i understand what you mean when you said even though it wasn't the response you wanted it yeah. was still encouraging yes exactly and you know with this with this kind of like line of work i put myself out there a lot like can i try this can i interview so-and-so can i do this and i'm shot down very frequently and I say that because it's taught me to be 
it's taught me resilience. Like it's taught me to be like, all right, let's keep it moving. Like you can't sit here and dwell. What is that going to do for you? And there are times where I reach out because I just practice reaching out. And I'm a, just a huge believer and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I always try to shoot my shot. <laughs> always. I love it. And there are times where you, you make a slam dunk. So let's talk about that. So now let's talk about some of the other fabulous interviews and uh, wonderful um, <laughs> artists that you've had the, the opportunity to, to talk to, mm-hmm. like Gaga or Fergie, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I'm curious, what are the nerves? And coming from somebody who does interviews, you yeah. know, like there's got to have been a certain amount of nerves doing some of these interviews. And how do you harness that and channel that? Mm-hmm. When I, before I interviewed Gaga, I was terrified <laughs> <laughs> because she's like one of the Did you the interview biggest... her in person or was it over? Was it was it over remotely? the phone. Yeah, okay. she was at that point. She was in Amsterdam touring because she had just released, released Cheek to Cheek with yeah. Tony Bennett. And I, you know, speaking of like reaching out and like shooting your shot, I'd asked her manager, Bobby Campbell, if I could interview her. And he was like, let me get back to you. And I was like, okay, never going to hear about this ever again. And I was honestly like maybe two weeks later, he just texted me and was like, yeah, it's going to happen. I, I love that. How yeah. excited were you? I mean, I, I would have been freaking out. I like it happened so fast. Like basically he told me it was going to happen. I shot another shot and I was like, right. will she take a, at that point I was like having artists take selfies, like holding a piece of paper that would read breatheheavy.com. Sure. And I was like, <laughs> I just asked like on a whim. Next thing you know, I have the picture in my inbox. Oh, I love And it. I was like, and then next thing you know, she posted that on Instagram and was like, can't wait for my interview tomorrow with Jordan. I love it. I was like, what is happening? Oh, I love this it. Is, well, you deserve it, it obviously, too. You were, it, you've been resilient and you've worked hard, but how exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was super, super awesome. And um, So let me ask, when you interview people, uh-huh. like, I, I know for me, all right, I'll talk about myself for a second. Yeah, please. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no I don't know about me, but I mean, <laughs> I've noticed, I, I have to con instantly remind myself because yeah. when i get excited and happy yeah i talk really i talk faster i already <laughs> talk fast by nature and yeah. you just heard me slow it down as i started to I say love that. that we love <laughs> some self-awareness awareness <laughs> um i already talk fast by nature and yeah. so then on top of it when you add excitement or nerves yes i know when i'm doing this show when i've listened to some playbacks i get i get really mad at myself because i'm my own worst critic yeah when i hear myself talking very very fast yeah um and I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. And so has, what, is there anything like that that you notice with yourself? Like, mm-hmm. are there any nerves that come forward in a different way when you're doing interviews that you're like, oh, I got to, I got to every time <laughs> yeah every time i'm pretty much like i'll i'll i think okay, every, good. so i'm not alone i'm glad you weren't like no i i don't have anything like that no of course <laughs> like everyone's their own worst critic because at the end of the day you care and you want to yeah. do a great job and so i think it's actually important that you recognize i could have done xyz better because that's how you become like a pro and you take that experience and you build on top of it for the next time so you know when i was very nervous for gaga i was like able to channel that into the next interview and you know with fergie or like i've interviewed pretty much all the kardashians at this point yeah like randomly um or nicole scherzinger was a really great one. Oh, i love her love her yeah tinashe and i always wanted to obviously interview britney i did a q a with britney um but it wasn't you know in person or like okay so it wasn't like i heard her say it Oh, I, I got just you. delivered the answers. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little, I, I got that. a little, a little, <laughs> like a little side eye about that. But you know, it's still an amazing opportunity to be able to say that. But sure. Um, but nonetheless, 
it's important to yeah like we've been talking this like this recurring theme in this interview of like stopping to smell the roses like having some calmness like even in interviews i also tend to get kind of like fired up like before this interview let's call it passion no we're gonna call it passion yeah passion it's 100 percent passion and i have learned over the years some little tips and tricks of like how to approach interviews like for instance before i did the netflix one that you know was obviously very like exciting but scary because like I knew if it wasn't going to be, if it was, you know, going to make it into the documentary, like a lot of people are going to see me and like hear what I'm going to say. And that interview was 90 minutes. So when I left that interview, I was like, I have, I said a lot. I have no idea what they're going to include. Like, am I going to sound cool or like crazy or like what? I don't, I just don't know. But I just try to A, just calm my mind and just like, try to live in the moment, which sounds, I know how that sounds, but it's so hard to live in the moment. Like my mind, even in inter- when I'm doing an interview, I'm constantly thinking of like the next question because sure. you don't want to have like this awkward silence. Well, you or this... see me over here with a pad of paper writing yeah, down and, and you're talking. I, and I feel you. I, I totally know what that's like because you want to keep the conversation going. So you got to think of like your next thing right, you're going to ask. Right, right. But at the same time, you want to like live in the moment so you can hear what they're saying. And so I've, I, that's been a tough lesson. Because in the beginning, it's like, you know, I'm, I felt like there were some interviews where I'm like, I barely remember it because I was just thinking of like, what am I going to ask next? And sure. so when I started to approach interviews, it's like, oh, look, I'm going to have some guidelines. I'm going to have some questions like that I, I can pull from in case I just like in your back pocket, freak yeah, out sure. and like don't know what to say. Sure. But I've always since approached interviews like I'm just going to have these like few questions and then just like talk to them and just let's just see what happens like we're gonna need to touch on xyz but like i want to know who you are as a person i think that's why people listen to interviews like they don't want to know all the surface level stuff they want to know like who is who is speaking why should i care right and i try to pull that out from artists or whoever i'm interviewing because that's as a as someone who's listening to other podcasts or interviews whatever that's what i want i want to how can i connect with this person yeah so now what about reversely being where you're sitting right now mm-hmm. being the person being interviewed how, how what is that experience? <laughs> it's i've been i mean in, especially even with the netflix one you're yeah. like what you were mentioning yeah i've been interviewed more than a lot I, lately than i have sure. interviewed yeah. people more so than ever just be, because of everything going on with with britney and free britney and breathe heavy as a result of that i still get nervous for these things because you know like i said like i care i want to do a good job and you want to make sure you articulate yourself yeah. well i'm sure and i i mean i didn't mean to jump in but i but i i'm a, echoing it because yes. in the same way sometimes i i'm afraid that i'll forget to say something mm-hmm. or i'll forget to make the point the way i want to make it yeah <laughs> one thing that one thing that gaga told me that i didn't include in the original interview but when i later many years later made a youtube video about the interview one thing that she that always stuck with me is she had at that time I had mentioned something about like we were talking about her music and she had talked about going through a breakup. And so at that point I had, was also freshly going through a breakup and I told her that and I remember her saying like a, a sign of a good interviewer is someone who can be vulnerable and can share can share those sides of their life with the person they're interviewing. And that was I mean, she's a legend. So sure. anything she says is like, yeah, yeah. Gold. You're like, I'm here for it. And, yeah. I, and I've always like, I've always ran with that. And I always try to just do that. Not only with in interviews, just in life. Like 
you know, you can't show everyone all your cards, but like, I just want to be as honest and transparent and vulnerable with people as possible. So if you just are like general, you know, you're genuinely like that you day to day, you go to do an interview and it's like, I don't need to just start putting uh, like a facade on. I don't need right. to become somebody else for an interview. Like I try to be this way on or off mic. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, that's, I think that's very well said. So wait, let me ask you mm-hmm. other than Brittany. Uh huh. Is there somebody that you have not had the opportunity to interview that you that would be like your dream interview? Mm, I would love to interview Taylor Swift. Okay, why? <laughs> Tell me. I actually tried to uh, interview her, and her people were super sweet. They knew about Breathe Heavy. They invited me to go see Reputation, the Reputation tour, um, as well as well when Lover, the Lover Fest was you know in the works before COVID and all that. And I also interviewed Joseph Kahn, who's like this amazing director. He, he did Toxic, the Toxic music video, Stronger music video, all a bunch of Taylor Swift music videos. And so I mentioned that because I reached out to Taylor's people to be like, hey, I'd love to interview Taylor. I'm doing a piece on Joseph Kahn and I would love to have like a quote from her or maybe something more. Sure. And it's like, you know, of course, they're just like. I love the loaded something more. The quote <laughs> yeah, more. you just got to slide that in there. Like, just slide uh, it in because you're like, like at least I asked. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. like a full-blown interview. I've, I've always, <laughs> and a selfie with an <laughs> yeah, yeah. com picture. Taylor are going to be besties, basically. Right. Right. Um, I'm not asking too much. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just, I love her because I think she's just, like, for what I do full-time is, like, I'm a marketing guy. And I do marketing for Breathe Heavy. And I think she is a marketing genius. She's not only, like, gifted in terms of like you know how to present her music and her brand but she is like just an incredibly gifted songwriter and it is a gift like i i i can't say it enough and i know she's like freaking taylor swift so she's got just millions of fans and it's not like she's not like this underrated artist but i think just like people really should just take a second to like unpack her lyrics and like how difficult that is for what she does like i just love that and i want to like unpack that yeah you want to yeah you want to talk about it with her yeah i love that yeah well if you ever get the opportunity to interview Cher, could you please can i convince your assistant 100 percent. Like, let's let's do it you know, work al- for you she's, she's always in vegas like i actually I know i actually should like, try to like actively see if i could do that because i wonder if she would like i i like i would like to think that breathe heavy is cool enough for some of these artists where it's like Oh, look, I get oh, it. it. Totally we're is. we're yeah. not people. Look, I'm, I'm not... already pushing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah just go do it. I like. I'd like to think that Breathe Heavy is kind of this animal where it's not People Magazine, it's not Us Weekly or Rolling Stone or some of these huge publications, and that's why the artist would want to do it. That's what makes it cooler. I love that. Well, I have this joke with. I mean, well, it's probably actually. I, sometimes I wonder if it's true, but but I do have this with the share thing. Um, you know, everybody knows I'm like this huge fan, you know, not I'm like, I'm not creepy stalker, I promise, but I'm just a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And I have so many friends that have worked with her or are currently in her show or whatever. And I still laugh because I'm like, I know that I feel like it probably somehow got put in this box that they're like, 
we can't introduce you to her because you're too big of <laughs> okay so if anyone can relate to that that's me right right <laughs> like, well, i remember when she did her not the first residency at the coliseum but when mm-hmm. she came back and did classic share yep um at well it was park mgm, park MGM yep but i, saw I that was show. working yeah it's such mm-hmm. a good show I said, mm-hmm. yes so i had moved i was actually working at monte carlo mm. which was so it was still monte Rest carlo in peace. it wasn't yeah i know it wasn't park mgm yet and um then I was moving to New York, back mm-hmm. to New York for a couple of years uh, to do some work. And it was I was literally sitting on the plane here in Vegas ready to take off. And all of a sudden, my phone starts going off. They That exact day, and the la- my last day at work at Monte Carlo, as it was becoming Park MGM, was the day before. Mm-hmm. Turned in all my credentials, my everything, Nightmare. employee, everything, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm the very next day. I'm about to. Lit- I'm on the plane. Secure. He's he's leaving. Yeah. Then they make the press release. That, that share is coming. Perfect. And my phone's going off like crazy because people are like, "Look at this! The day you leave, they make the re- they make the announcement." I'm like, I don't think that was on accident. I think no, <laughs> they it, knew. No, I <laughs> mean, like, it's safe. He's he's leaving. You can come to the show. Well, what do you think about that? Like, because what you're mentioning is a bit of like an insecurity of like you feel like you're gonna like people are gonna perceive you as like this. Exactly what I said a little bit ago, like being perceived as like this crazy fan that's going to do something like, and it's like, it's, I would imagine the complete opposite, like nothing but respect. I think, no, and I love this. I think honestly, and yes, I'm making a joke about it. I'm trying to make it lighter, but I, I always believe that if I am ever lucky enough to have the pleasure of meeting her, I would like to think I'd be really cool. And like, I would like to think that I would kind of tap into the performer side of me from being in show business for a certain amount of years and be and be cool and collected mm-hmm. but i'm sure i know i won't do anything awful yeah but like or anything that's you know bad but i i but i also have to acknowledge that i might turn into jack from will and grace and i might <laughs> and i might just be so excited to see her that i embarrass myself but yeah. in a loving way not yes. in any sort of offensive or hurtful way towards her i mean if, if it's so funny to me though like if you would want someone working for one of these like queens, like yeah. you would want someone who's like die hard, ride or die. I've invited her to all my birthday parties. She never comes. Oh, share, <laughs> share. I hope you're listening. Come you gotta on, share. Turn this around. <laughs> no, I think I. I'll put it. Think good thoughts for you because like okay. that would be a super cool dream for you to kind oh of like God. be able to accomplish. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have a little bit of an idea. Oh well, yeah, you do. Actually, yeah, you do. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, this whole interview went out of my head because I just started talking about Cher. Yeah, and you're like, no, no, I we've been talking about it for a whole hour. You I know, mean, I have an idea. How cool? How cool is that? That like Brittany and Cher had their own kind of moment yeah. this year, like on Instagram. They have. Like, they had like a little like Instagram moment. I was like. Share roots for Britney, and she then Britney acknowledged it. It was like I just I love that. Now, what do you think about Britney's? And since we're talking about Instagram, what about all these all the the mm-hmm. Instagram posts that some people are like questioning mm-hmm. her mental health? Still, I mean, I feel for her in the sense that like it's not right for her to have to kind of constantly combat that sure. stigma. I think that you, it's not fair for someone to whether she's dealing or not dealing with mental health struggles. The fact that, like, there's this stigma around it, I think is not right. It's, like, what contributed, I think, to that really tumultuous year in 2007 and 2008 and all that. Um, and her Instagram, I, from what I'm told, from reliable sources, it's her writing these captions. And I think there's been a consensus for a long time that she's not in control of these posts. and. I have always disliked that because it's like another form of like silencing her. Mm, mm -hmm. It's like, that's what we're trying to stop. 
right? Like we want her to have a voice and to be able to like use it. So then she's doing that and people are like, that's not her. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, that's not right. Um, in terms of like the whole mental health, mental health thing and people just, I hope she doesn't read all the comments. I mean, the thing is she gets tons of so supportive comments. Okay. Yeah. Like overwhelming majority, in my opinion, from what I look at are great. But then you get like a couple here and there that are just awful and they get like 50,000 likes, you know, the comment does. And then it gets pushed up to the very top and it's like, okay. Um, but I just hope she continues, continues to kind of do her thing. And whether that's, you know, her just getting married, maybe having another kid, playing with her new dog and seeing her kids and yeah. just doing all that, like do it, just do what you want. So let's talk about your YouTube channel. Okay. <laughs> so, um, tell me, tell me why you decided to start that. I started to, you know, I wanted to do a YouTube channel because it felt important to me to, to kind of connect with people. Yeah. And through like in a, a different way. Yeah. In a different way. It was like a new challenge for me. It was like a, a very visual way. Um, you know, I've mentioned this whole social anxiety thing. So I was like, I, I don't want to like hide. I want to like be transparent and like people to literally see me. And there was certainly like a, a kind of like, you know, business mindset when I came, you know, just when I decided to kind of pull the trigger and make these videos. Because um, at that point, I didn't have a full time job. And I was like, you know, breathe heavy. It's been very difficult to like monetize because it's just the nature of the kind of it's the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not selling a product. Right. Like I'm. I'm essentially like quote unquote selling You're hosting a community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not profitable. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But I thought like maybe this would be a cool way to kind of expand Breathe Heavy's reach. Sure. The brand. Um, get it get the channel monetized, which was like a cool little goal that I got to accomplish. But it, the money was like very secondary. It was like, I feel like I want to be creative. Yeah. And do I that. I love it. I yeah. love that. And it's and it's a new challenge, as you said. It's it's a new yes, it, thing it, to tackle. Yes, it, I you know I think about it daily because I haven't posted a video in like six months. I was doing it very consistently, every single week, if not twice a week, and loved it. It just became unsustainable. To once I got this full time job, I'm like, it's just not possible. Like I can't do it. I, there's not enough time. So let's talk about the this new role. Mm-hmm. so tell us tell us what okay. are you doing now what are you doing full-time you've mentioned this a couple of times yes because we want to know more about jordan and <laughs> <laughs> we've talked we've been talking about britney for yeah, an hour yeah. and, and rightfully so <laughs> yeah but let's talk about you. let's uh, talk about you i appreciate that <laughs> i so i landed this full-time job with this company called envision community mm-hmm. i'm the director of marketing and yes girl yes she's a director, director now. honey <laughs> <laughs> and uh and that's the site they that, uh what's the connection with breathe heavy there it's, yes so so the software that Breathe Heavy uses mm. is created by Envision Community. I love it. So I have learned so much about this platform and all of the you know updates we make to it. And we're just always trying to push it to make it better. And it's so cool that I can also parlay that into my own business and like the platform that Breathe Heavy uses that when you go to look at news on Breathe Heavy, it's using Envision Community. Yeah. And it's it's just really an interesting connection. I I saw that they had like a job listing for just basically like a client rep and I did the interview and they were like we don't even know what to do with this person because I guess my energy was like off the wall 
uh, which in my mind I, it was just like normal and chill, but they were like they were like we don't even know what to do with this person. And uh, I can relate to that. Yeah, I, mean, I was about, like that, about myself. I was like that sounds about right. <laughs> the feedback I've gotten before. Yeah, and and so this part time job went from just kind of repping clients and talking to other clients on our own community on Envision Community, and then they were like. You know, they offered me a full time position. I was I like, it. "Yes, let's." And, and, it, and it parlayed into marketing. Thank you. Yes. And uh, it's been honestly amazing. Yeah. It's it's it has its own hurdles and challenges, like every job does. But I feel like we're helping people. We're helping businesses. Some of our clients are like Squarespace uses us, Fiverr, uh, uh, Jenny Craig is an interesting one that we have. Lego, Mattel. Uh, breathe heavy obviously right, right. Uh, gaga daily shout out to them i love so the biggest lady gaga fan sites gaga daily they use envision community there's a big uh like pop culture forum called sure. atrl that uses it so i'm now like overseeing all the marketing for this product and yes honey and doing sales yes yes sales too honey and um <laughs> it's on, just, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been cool to sink my teeth into something um else yeah and in addition to breathe having just kind of let my own community run with you know the the spirit of everything and the energy and then you know when i'm not working can kind of swoop in write what i need to write do the social media stuff go hit my workout and then at the end of the day i'm like oh my god i have an hour left to just chill because yeah. it's just i'm literally having two careers because right is now. that what yeah tell us your day-to-day -day. i know you're 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 dedicated crossfit athlete yes um on top of you know running breathe heavy and now this new full-time role what does your day-to-day -day typically look like like yeah. where's this where's the free time yeah no good question um <laughs> it's it's been a lot of like juggling mm -hmm. fortunately i work from home which is a huge deal i wake i start work at 7 a.m so i wake up at 6 30 a.m just like try to get my mind right. And then 7 a.m. hit the ground running, work till 3, hit my workout at 3.30 p.m. And then that workout goes till 4.30. So by then, for the most part, like I'll come back and kind of catch up on some breathe heavy stuff. And then it's like evening. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's things that pop up in the evening with breathe heavy that I, I try to look at. But I try to give myself some You space. need that downtime. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I want to sure. be able to like make sure that I maintain friendships or a relationship for example and be able to just be there for people in a way that i don't think i have been up until really this year i think like when i was trying to live off breathe heavy i was not making enough money first of all like it, it was just not it, it's a little embarrassing but that's just where i was at and so as a result, I didn't go do things because I was like, I can't, I literally can't. Well, yeah, you had to budget somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The budget had to be cut somewhere. Like I, <laughs> like basically like I'm with Breathe Heavy, I'm like ride or die. Like yeah. I'll do whatever I have to do to make sure that it's, it's kicking. And so if that means I don't go out and see people, like it is what it is. Like Breathe Heavy comes first, which that's not good because then I became very isolated. So this year I've worked really hard on myself to be like, find a balance, which meant finding this amazing job like i just it really is a gift and i'm very grateful for it and because i like it um but it, it just being able to have this other kind of energy in my life has just opened up so many more doors and i feel like for the first time in a really long time as cheesy as this sounds like i feel like i'm finally kind of like living and like thriving and yes. <laughs> yes, girl, i got excited for you yeah, i have like thank, goosebumps thank for you, you. <laughs> no yeah, i can thanks. tell i'm looking at your face this huge smile like i you are 
You're thank in a you. very good place right now, and yes. I love that. Appreciate that. Yes, thank um, you very much. Bravo. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 important to kind of recognize, like, celebrate the little victories, as my dad likes to say, and just give yourself a pat on the back, you know, every once in a while, and go and in, go into the mirror and give yourself a high five. Shout sure. out to Mel Robbins for that. <laughs> um, yeah, and it. just uh, you know, make sure you kind of you know enjoy. I know I keep saying this, but it's just so fleeting. You gotta you gotta enjoy the moment. So I'm trying to do that very frequently nowadays. I love it. Well, I mean, listen, like I said, I, you know, me doing this show and I'm definitely, I'm not comparing us at all, but I just know, I can just know that in the year and a half that I've done this show and the mm-hmm. amount of work it takes and the amount of man hours and yeah. focus and then even, even the hits, like mm-hmm. the, like all the things that you try to do mm-hmm. that isn't received well, or you're flat out told no. Yeah. Um, to keep going is so admirable. So I want to give you that compliment. And Aww. I just want to say I'm a huge fan and I'm so proud of the work that you've done. I mean, <sighs> I know, you know, we've known each other for 15 years. Um, and I've, I've seen some, seen this journey, Thanks. um, through, you know, watching from afar Yeah, and, um, and just Bravo. I, I think, uh, I think you're really amazing and thank you for the work that you do. So. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. And yes, thank you. And, you know, I definitely can recognize like you're a year and a half in, and I, you know, can understand that it could be very easy to slip into this whole mindset of like, I'm not where I want to be. This podcast isn't where I want it to be, or maybe it is or whatever. I even do this to myself constantly. And I have to just remind myself, like, I'm doing good. I'm kicking ass. Like, if, if you know, if someone who's like searching for something in life and wants to pursue their own business or their own podcast or their own just venture and they're doing it to just make ends meet and they're not doing it because like they genuinely love to do it it's gonna unfortunately it's gonna fail like you have to like love to do it and then everything's gonna fall in place later it just takes it takes time and it takes energy and clearly you have the energy to make this, you know, even more of a success. And I'm really excited to kind of see you on your own little journey. And that's why I feel really like grateful to be a part of this. Um, because you know, a year and a half in the grand scheme of like a career is really a drop in the bucket. Oh, it's yeah. It's not a lot of time. Yeah. And so it, it, I'm, I'm really like excited to kind of see like how the evolution of this is going to be and just see how this <laughs> unfolds for you. Because you know, it's is like, are, this is, these are the kind of days that, I think we're going to look back on and be like, these were the good old days. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're living them right now. I and love so it. I think it's cool to, like to be a part of that with you. Bravo. Thank you. Yes. And I, I agree. I mean, I very well said. And yes, I, I no words. No. <laughs> nice. I made bell speech. Less. She made, she made a <laughs> on my own show. Great. <laughs> Podcast done. <laughs> done. done. <laughs> no, thank you. And it is, it, it's just, it's so much you, it's, it's so much more work than people realize. Yes. Um, especially exactly. when you're a one man operation. Yeah. And when you have the high expectations for yourself. Yeah. And your attention to detail, it, sometimes I can't even shut it off. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I can't, it just can't. I yeah. obsess over sometimes the smallest details because it wasn't right yeah. or it's still not right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know that there's some value to that, but it also is there is some detriment to that as well. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to find that balance. It's definitely, it could be debilitating. Like, yeah paralysis by analysis yeah you know? so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the 80 percent rule where it's like 
if it's 80% good, like you got to put it out like Oh, that's good. I like I don't think I've ever heard that rule. Yeah, like, I'll take it cuz yeah. I've only 80% 80% rule. Yeah, it's like otherwise you'll you'll be frozen. You'll, go crazy. you'll yeah. be frozen and you'll never move. It's crippling. Cuz yeah, because you're like it it's the thing the the secret is like it's never going to be perfect. Like you're never going to be true. fully satisfied. So if you can be satisfied with 80% you know, there's certain, certainly there's going to be certain instances where, like, you want to make sure that whatever you're about to release or whatever the case may be, it's, uh, you know, near 100%, but, like, you got to make those cases pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you got to kind of, if you're going to, especially doing a weekly podcast with the actual interview, the setup, the marketing, editing, the marketing the editing, of it, everything, it's, yeah. it's a lot. The I website, to- the yeah, everything. It's yeah. a full-time thing. So On top of working a, a full-time ex- job. Exactly. Yeah. And just everything that comes along with just, being a person and living you know What's so that? <laughs> yeah I, for, I forget what that's like i, I forgot to live, I forgot to live. <laughs> yeah it's like if you if you don't kind of stick to this 80 percent rule um you'll go you'll go nuts like you gotta kind of like really good advice yeah. thank you for that that's yes. really good advice thank yeah. you i i'm it's, definitely gonna take that i'm gonna I, take I do that it. advice i personally try to like i'll write a, i'll write a story and i'm like i want to add this maybe like you know wait a little more blah 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 and i'm like jordan it's it's pretty darn good yeah like let's keep it moving and (laughs) and then i put it out and the world likes it or whatever and then it's like and then i just move on to the next and on to the next and on to the next and and there's always something next yes there's there's always always something something next next. yes oh my god girl yes listen i could talk to you all day but i think that (laughs) (laughs) i'm having so much fun but i don't want to be respectful of your time as well I, I'm so grateful that you took the time. I had a great time chatting with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate. I greatly appreciate you coming over and interviewing me. And yeah, I look forward to to maybe doing a part two. Absolutely, you're always you have a standing uh, invitation. Thank you. And you're we're, you're part of the Hey Girl family now. Yay! I so, know. Yes, girl. <laughs> Very excited about that. Listen, I will of course tag all of your information in the description of the episode. But right now, why don't you just tell people how they can be a part of Breathe Heavy uh, and um, the YouTube channel? Sure. So go to breatheheavy.com. It'll forward you to it's essentially exhale.breatheheavy.com you can register an account it's completely free takes like 20 seconds to join and you'll have access to all the content you can find me on instagram it's at breathe heavy or i have a you can say your personal instagram name it's it's got a curse word in it it's it's jordan miller bitch (laughs) (laughs) which Um, i love i love you get i did tell him before the before the episode, I was like, let's try Don't not to use profanity. But I wasn't even thinking of that yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Um, and, and we were both really good, actually, today. We, Very good. Because I, I normally have to edit myself, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Yeah, we kept but it moving. When we when we got to this moment, I, I, I remember that. And I'm like, that's why I told you. I'm like, go ahead. You can yeah. say, it. say it. Say it, girl. Because I, I could tell in his face he was trying to be respectful and like, not ah, say it. What, how do I do it? Um, or if you use Twitter, it's at BreatheHeavyCom. So it's BreatheHeavyCom. And I'm on Facebook. So just honestly, just Google it. You'll she's find, everywhere. Yeah, she's everywhere. She's everywhere, bro. Yes. <laughs> and please, like, say hi. I honestly, like... You do. You're very good at that. You do engage with everybody who, who leaves a message, a I comment. Tr- I really do try because I want to connect with people. It means a lot to me. It's hard to get back to everyone. Like, I know that sounds, like, very, like, kind of annoying to say that. But I try my best, you know. And, and if you really want to kind of... um get to know me on a, a little bit of a deeper level that's why i encourage you to go to breathe heavy and create an account and talk there because i'm very connected to the community on breathe heavy itself and try my best to kind of keep up with all the you know the social media wave 
Um, so yeah, come come find me, follow me, say hi, and I look forward to chatting with all of you. Yes, girl. Well, and if you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to the Hey Girl podcast. Uh, also check out our website at heygirlpodcast.com. Girl is spelled with a U. You'll find musical playlists there, merchandise, branded merchandise, craft cocktail recipes and tutorials. We have baking tutorials on there from our most recent partnership with Sean Board, Black Raspberry Liqueur, and also, of course, episodes and more. So check it out. <laughs> have a good weekend, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you so much for having. <laughs> thank you so much for having. Me. Of course. All right. Girl.